If this is the first time you're listening to the Wealthy Wednesday Show, please remember to subscribe and click on the like button. Are you ready to change your money flow? Would you like to get beyond the six figures that you keep bumping up against? Well, let me tell you, my book, Magical Money Manifestations, is going to help you create money manifestations on autopilot so that you will have more money, more freedom, and more joy in your life. Go to MagicalMoneyManifestations.com to find out more information. Hey, 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 welcome to the Wealthy Wednesday Show. This is your host, Lucy McMonicle. I am the Mystic Wealth Creator, and I mentor mystic entrepreneurs to create more freedom in their business through conscious wealth creation so that they can have a big impact in the world and leave a legacy. Because I truly believe that when we accept our mystical powers and we use them as entrepreneurs, we will accelerate the transformation of this world, bringing about peace and harmony so that we can put an end to poverty and to slavery. And today, if you have had frustrating relationships or if you want to learn how to have more thriving communication so that you do not go into dead-end relationships with this strange communication issues today is your day so make sure you grab a pen grab a paper because i have the most incredible world-renowned dave edelstein who is the mind behind better than before who is a mindful communication teacher he is a career as soil scientist and he's an environmental protection specialist, a teacher, and community development worker who now lives in Ecuador with his wife. So Dave, you are an expert at mindful communication, and you also have the sciences behind you where you do the, the environmental protection specialist and, and soil scientist. Can you tell us a little bit on how did you go from from where you were at to becoming this expert in communication? Well, uh, Lucy, it's, it's really a, a kind of a circular journey. Um, I didn't start out as, as primarily a science guy. Uh, way back when, when I was a very young person, um, I studied philosophy at Harvard University. Um, and Specifically at that time, there was a tremendous focus on the philosophy of language, uh, how, how we are able to express our ideas, how language works. Uh, following that, and through a series of life events, and turning back to some interests I'd had as a, as a child, uh, I became interested in agriculture and specifically in soil conservation uh, as a form of environmental protection. And I went off to the University of Massachusetts and, and studied that. And the next phase of my career was really built on that. I was a Peace Corps volunteer in Costa Rica, working specifically on soil conservation. Um, I worked for the Environmental Protection Agency in their pesticide program. Uh, and I worked for the US Fish and Wildlife Service in shoreline protection. Um, 
But then I spent a big chunk of my career as a high school science teacher. Uh, this was this was something very important to me. And interestingly, among the things that I wound up teaching, uh, because I worked in a small alternative high school, I, I sometimes had to teach things that were outside of the norm. Um, I wound up teaching uh, health one semester, and this included the concept of assertive communication. And I, lear I learned this and I shared it with my students. And then for a long time, it was not, not a, a central focus. But recently, um, following years of, of working as a teacher and development worker in Ecuador, I turned back to this. Um, I was trying to develop an entrepreneurial online business. And in order to connect with a broader audience, uh, I started to do some work on forums and um, families and relationships and stuff like this. And I was astonished at how desperately people needed assertive communication skills, that people just were on their knees saying, how do I express this? How can I fix this? And so now I'm back at the philosophy of language. Uh, I've gone all the way around in a circle to where I was at, at 18, 19 years old. Wow. Now I'm going to be 60 soon. <laughs> it's a long, wow. long trip. That is a long trip to circle back around. And, and you also, through your trip, you've, you've had some frustrations on trying to be able to communicate with other individuals, but you weren't, you were saying the right words or you were saying the right things, but you weren't, um, your words were separated instead of uniting. Can you tell us a little bit on, on how that really helped you to become a communication expert and why communication is so important? Okay, well, that's, that's really kind of two questions. Let me be very frank about my biography here. Um, I, I went through a divorce. Um, I had a failed marriage, uh, and I failed to communicate. Um, I, I will be perfectly frank about that. Uh, it takes one to know one. Yes. I through this. I know the suffering. I know the pain. You're in love with somebody, and you marry this person, and you have children together, and your bond is so profound and yet, your bond is also extremely emotional. And when you communicate, instead of the highest cerebral cortex, most rational portion of your brain being in charge and expressing your wisest thoughts, you're coming out of either the midbrain or the lower brain that survival instinct brain that's terrified of the loss of love. And you get very emotional about this. And that is natural. It's natural to feel very strong emotion in the presence of your husband or wife. Um, this is a good thing. This is part of your bond. But if you communicate from that place, you're heading down a very dangerous road. It's not your smartest, wisest, self. It's an instinctive, survival-oriented, self-protecting 
often very fearful self. People say, well, you know, I, I didn't get fearful with my, with my spouse. I got angry. In that situation, anger is a learned response to our fear. Mm-hmm. We, we, we protect ourselves from the terrible thing that we think is coming. And this is where we, this is where we go, this is where we go wrong. Instead of communicating assertively from our wise mind, limiting our concern to the matter at hand and to the facts of the matter at hand, we go roaring off into our turmoil of emotion. And things go wrong. Things go wrong. Even with someone about whom we care deeply, even with someone to whom we are so closely bonded, we, we go wrong. And we need skills. Yes. Most to communicate the way that our parents did. We, they are our models. They're the first model. Do what we saw them do. But they were amateurs. So are we. <laughs> That's true. That is so true. We are definitely amateurs when it comes to mindful communication and conscious communication. Can you tell us a little bit on, on what exactly is mindful communication? You, you've already mentioned the communication that we get when we're fearful and when we get angry, which is response, a learned response from fearing losing something that we don't want to lose. So how do, we, how do we transition into this mindful communication? Let me talk about how, how I arrived at mindful communication. I, I kind of reinvented the wheel. Um, I started out with assertive communication. As I said, I was participating in forums and trying to help people out. And I like assertive communication because it's so old school. Um, it's an idea that's been around for decades. It just isn't as well popularized as, as it should be. And in assertive communication, we stand up and forthrightly state what we believe to be the facts of the situation and clearly without condemning, without judging, without violence, say what it is that we would like as a solution to the problem as we see it. And then we're in a different place. We're not arguing with somebody. We're not fighting with somebody. We're trying to solve a problem together. And this is great for workplace communication. Um, It's great for communication among friends. It's great for communication when the emotional stakes are low. It can even be effective at home. It can be effective in in family situations for certain kinds of problems. Um, Problems of limited intimacy, let's say. Dishes in the sink. um, Lights left on. uh, Laundry piling up. It's good for those, oh, the laundry is piling up. And when your laundry basket is full, I want you to bring it to the washing machine. This is very, you know, cut and dried stuff. Um, If we've asked multiple times, frustration can enter, but, you know, this is something we can 
manage. Solving problems together does build a bond. This is very important, it's very helpful and useful. But in life, what we really seek is not problem-solving partners, but people to whom we are connected, family members, real, true friends. Sometimes coworkers, if we find that we are cooperating with them often, that, that they are really a, a partner in advancing our work, may also join this intimate circle. And with these people, we want something more. We don't just want to solve problems with them. I mean, what kind of marriage would that be where husband and wife are simply effective problem solvers? That's nice. It's not marriage. What you need is deep connection. You need to feel it. You need to be close. And every conversation, every conversation has within it the potential to build that connection and bring you closer and make this relationship more and more profound a part of your life. This is something that matters deeply. Humans instinctively seek connection. Some people say, well, I'm, I'm a loner, you know, I'm an introvert. These two things are different. Another thing that people say is, I'm shy, I'm an introvert. These two things are different. Introverts are people who generally prefer for someone else to be the center of attention, but they are not people who reject connection. Their, their social behavior and function is different. But introverts also enjoy and benefit from connection. If you avoid social situations, if you are shy, again, that's fear. That is not the real you. That is the real you on fear hormones, on survival instincts, on fear of rejection, uh, on fear of being different, of fear of being left out. If you're shy, this is something to work on mindfully. Now, mindful communication, where's the advance? Mm -hmm. I made this advance and then found out that I, I was not the inventor of this connection. People who are interested in mindful awareness of the present moment, in living each present moment so that their lives are full and occupying the present instead of lived in the past or lived in the future and as a result not actually lived because we are not in the past or the future or in the present. People who focus on that present moment recognize that during assertive communication there exists the opportunity not only to solve a problem, but to form a deeper connection. And that's the mindful component. I'm not just trying to solve a problem with this person. I'm trying to let them know who I am, and I'm trying to find out who they are at the real, authentic human level. 
And that's where these two things go together. Wow. That is so incredible. And the way that you state that where it's not just about trying to solve a problem, you're actually interested in creating a deeper connection with another individual. That's really what it's all about. Um, many people don't appreciate the importance of connection. This is a biological thing. Um, I, I mentioned on a, on a video I did the other day that many people think, well, you know, I don't really need social connection. I'm, I'm not lonely. I'm not, I'm not lonely. So the emotional part, the neurotic part, the stressor part is not in me. I'm relaxed, even though I have no social connection. Scientists studied this, and they found that the lack of social connection produced mortality, produced early mortality, produced people dying younger than expected, and loneliness did not. Why this is true, I can only guess. Um, I'm going to offer a little. I'm going to offer a little guess. I can't support this scientifically, but people who are lonely seek connection, want and seek connection. Mm -hmm. uh, what's the song? People who need people are the luckiest people in the world. Uh, people who are lonely seek other people, and even if they're shy, even if they're fearful. They may have a chance of finding, grooming, and maintaining connections that keep them alive. People who are just isolated, who are in their own little isolated, cut-off, separated, disconnected zone, face a totally different kind of risk. Humans, like all primates, travel in groups. Or we like to be part of a group, whether that group is small, some people just, just want to be with their family, just want to be with their little tribe. And see, some people are very embracing and want to really connect with the whole world. Your level is your level. But connection will be important no matter who you are. And that's so important, especially now that we have a digital age where we have digital nomads, where we have individuals that are not location specific anymore. And there's so many who are isolated in the sense on they're they're just using technology. They're only they're on Zoom, like we are recording this video, or they're they're utilizing technology, but it's not the same as in person connection. Can you, now we're running really short on time, so can you answer how does the, the entrepreneurs that are the digital nomads that have the lack of communication in a sense in one-on-one -on -one in person, how, how can they become more connected with other individuals? Is there any tips or strategies that you might have? I would urge people who are digital nomads, and I, I am kind of one, I, I live in Ecuador, um, and I, I do a tremendous amount of my communication through a screen, to connect where they are. It's very important to have people 
real physical people, not virtual people, but real physical people in your life. You need to be near another person. You need to experience their body language in three dimensions. You need to read their face from up close um, with all of, your, all of your ability to see it. It's a completely different kind of connection when you're actually in the same room with someone. Also, if you are new to some place, it's very important to reach out and meet new people. Making those connections, overcoming whatever shyness or doubt is a critical part of feeling and being connected. Um, and even if you're an introvert, doesn't mean you're shy. You can focus your attention on the other person and draw them out to make this happen. It's always important to live your life where you are in addition to your virtual life. Wow. Wow, that is so powerful right there. And you actually have a very special gift for us so that individuals can become more adept at communication. Can you tell us about this free gift that you have and how can individuals get a hold of this? Uh, thanks so much for asking about that, Lucy. I, this is something that, that I came up with to make assertive communication available to the general public. Um, it's a brief report that explains the nuts and bolts, hows and whys of assertive communication. It's called, the, the report is called The Silence Breaker's Way. And the website to get it is silencebreakersway.com. That's silencebreakersway.com. And it's a free download. Yes, I will ask for your email so that I can stay in communication, so I can connect with you. Uh, but it's, it's, it's free, no obligation, um, and it will provide you with the clear ABCs of doing assertive communication for yourself. A person who studies the report carefully will definitely be able to produce clear, strong, but not pushy, not aggressive, clear, strong, objective statements of uh, situations they perceive as problems and allow them to say what they want. The great part of assertive communication is you finish up by saying, and I want this. And the Silence Breakers way will give you the tools to do that. So I, I, would, I would urge your listeners to check it out. It, it, it's just simple and helpful. Absolutely. Definitely simple, helpful. And whether it's a relationship between you and a loved one, you and your family, or even between you and potential clients, having clear communication so that you have a directive and a call to action, you specify, I want, and using the eyes is so important so that you can create a deeper relationship with the individuals that you're working with, with the individuals that you love and the individuals that are in your inner circle. So thank you, Dave. This has been absolutely phenomenal. And it's, the time has gone so fast. I am, I am, 
I would love to ask you at least 10 more questions and perhaps we'll have you back on the Wealthy Wednesday show so I can continue with this. Is there any last other words of wisdom that you would like to give our audience before we say our farewells? I, w- I will give these words of wisdom. Uh, there's a particular phrase from the book Zen Flesh, Zen Bones, first section called 101 Zen Stones. Um, and there's a, there's a little story, number 28, and it concludes with the phrase, reveal the great treasure inside you. And I remember reading that and my eyes filling with tears. I urge everyone listening to this, reveal through your communication, speak up and reveal the great treasure inside you. Only you contain that particular treasure. Share it with those you love. Wow, that is really powerful. And I can feel it right in my heart. (laughs) It almost brings tears to my eyes. So thank you for being on the Wealthy Wednesday show. I am so grateful you're taking time out of your busy schedule. And I want to really extend my appreciation to you for empowering my audience who are amazing individuals who are creating an impact in the world. They're creating a legacy and this is really going to help them communicate what their vision is better to the world. So thank you so kindly. (laughs) Thank you so kindly for this terrific opportunity to to speak with you and to reach your audience um, and to form this connection. Absolutely. And I want to connect with you, my audience, because you are the reason why I create the Wealthy Wednesday show every single week. I have top experts from around the world that bring you tips and strategies and information that help you move your personal life, your business life, your social life forward. So please hit the subscribe button if you're listening to this on YouTube so that you will not miss an episode. So until next time, abundant blessings. Thank you for listening to the Wealthy Wednesday Show. This is your host, Lucy McMonagle. I am the mystic wealth creator, a mentor for conscious women entrepreneurs, helping them create more freedom in their business through conscious wealth creation. I would love to extend to you a free gift. And all you need to do is go to my website at lucymcmonocle.com. That's L-U-C-I-M-C-M-O-N-A-G-L-E.com to get your free gift. So until next time, abundant blessings.